welcome to Little Detours with Regina Brett, where in 10 minutes or less, you get tips, tools, and takeaways to help you love yourself, your life, and everyone in it. Thanks for joining me. I'm your host, Regina Brett. When you become a first-time puppy owner, it helps to adopt the motto, over-prepare and go with the flow. And yes, that might mean the flow of dog pee all over your living room floor. So how do you prepare for a puppy when you've never owned a dog in your entire life? Like many others, we got a pandemic pet. The world is full of them. Just try to get an appointment with a groomer. Most of them are booked up months in advance, and they're looking to hire more groomers to keep up with the demand. My three grandkids wanted a pet, especially since they couldn't see their friends during the pandemic. Since the grandkids outnumber their parents three to two, we offered to house the puppy and give them visitation rights. Now they're sort of like the grandparents to the dog. They get all the fun and we do most of the work. We had no idea how much work was involved. You know, it's sad to read articles about people sending their pandemic puppies to shelters as their lives open back up and the puppies grow more difficult to manage. I get it, puppies are a lot of work, but we made a commitment for life. One I vow to keep no matter how much our golden doodle acts like a juvenile delinquent. And believe me, McIntyre does. The cuteness factor wears off fast when your precious pooch barks at 3 a.m., digs holes in the yard, and tries to eat your socks. Or when you find a pile of dog food that didn't quite make it all the way through your dog and wonder, when in the world did he throw up? I was totally clueless about raising a dog, much less a puppy. So I read 10 books and assembled a three-ring notebook of tips. I overprepared, but in a good way. I watched endless training videos and interviewed countless dog owners. I bought pet insurance. I made a poster of the routine we would keep, which lasted about a week. I made another poster of the house rules. Those were mostly broken in a week. We tried to puppy-proof the house, the yard, and the car. We made a do-not-eat list of food not to give the dog, like raisins, grapes, and chocolate. I bought each grandchild a book to match their personality and the dog. A book on the science of dogs, since my granddaughter River wants to be a scientist. One for Asher about teaching tricks to the dog. And one for Ainsley to bake it treats and sew outfits. I found solutions for every problem we might encounter. And if those didn't work, I found a good trainer at Process Canine in Shaker Heights who could train us so we could train the dog. You've got to keep a dog busy. So we bought chew toys, plush toys, dental toys, tug toys, and a snuggle puppy with a beating heart for bedtime. Unfortunately, McIntyre uses the snuggle puppy to relieve his humping needs. We bought spray to protect our furniture, enzyme cleaner to kill the smell of urine, three baby gates, endless poop bags, giant bags of dog food, and 20 food dishes, but our dog McIntyre still insists on eating out of our hands. My husband said we should have had a puppy shower. It was overwhelming that first time I walked into a pet store to buy a leash. I nearly had a panic attack. There were like 800 options. So I figured I'll just buy a collar. There were 8,000 choices, plus aisles of food, clothes, and snacks. I fled. I can't do this. I sat in the parking lot and called my friend Vicky. Am I crazy to get a dog? What was I thinking? I said. Vicky calmed me down and said, when you get that puppy... And look into its eyes. It's like you're looking into a soul. There's nothing like it in the world. The next time I panicked over whether I was even qualified to raise a puppy, my friend Sherry told me, 
As long as you don't forget to feed it and love it, you'll both be fine. And my sister Teresa reminded me, you're not the first person to get a dog who never had one. True. Heck, I had a baby at 21. Back in 1978, when there was no internet and only one book on parenting by Dr. Spock. I relied on instinct, luck, and God's grace to fix anything I screwed up. We're discovering the secret to raising a dog is to not do it alone. You have to build a we and create your own community of dog lovers. So we assembled Team Doodle. Our we includes a good trainer, a groomer, a vet, and endless friends who love dogs. I call them when the dog had diarrhea for three days, when the dog threw up on the shade carpet, when the dog wriggled out of his cone of shame and three of us couldn't get it back on. Our precious McIntyre just turned six months old, and I'll admit it's a lot harder than I ever imagined. But when you're talking to him and he tips his head to the side in a quizzical way, like he's saying, huh? My heart melts. When he can't stop licking my face and hands, it's the slobber of unconditional love. I want to love him the way he loves me. It's a messy, loyal love, and it's for life. Thanks for listening to Little Detours with Regina Brett. I'm grateful you joined me and hope you keep coming back. You can subscribe at Little Detours with Regina Brett at Apple Podcasts or your favorite podcast platform. And while you're there, please give me a rating and review so I can reach even more people. If you want more inspiration, head to my website, reginabrett.com. And while you're there, sign up for weekly inspiration for all of life's little detours. Thanks for listening. Now go make something possible.